and welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We trust that this will be a great encouragement to you and build your faith. Enjoy today's message. I was thinking during worship, though, isn't it great that God shows up? Um, you know, even on a day like today, uh, you know, we have, we're, we've honored graduates last week. We have so many people that are graduating and uh, out, of, out of it and things like that. And we have a few graduates even in the room today, but Republic graduates their high school today. And uh, just exciting to me that God shows up no matter who's in the room. You know, and uh, I just believe that God wants to do something in your life. And God shows up in your living room. And uh, those of you watching online, we're honored to have you hanging out with us as well. And you, and you can just sense it. You can feel it. God's doing some pretty amazing things in the church. And I want to take just a moment here before I dive into the message. And uh, I just want to celebrate the fact that we're 15 years old this month as a church. 15 years old as a church. And... Uh, I know for a lot of us, maybe that doesn't seem like a big deal, 15 years, there's churches that are much older than that, but I was reading some statistics lately, a major denomination in the United States, one of the largest denominations in the United States, in 2019, they planted 624 churches, they planted 624, and in that same year, 850 churches in their denomination closed their doors, they planted 624 850 closed, and of those 850 churches that closed, more than half of them were church plants that were less than 10 years old. So I was thinking about that, and for us to make it 15 years, that's something worth celebrating. And you know, we believe that we're just getting started. We believe that our best days are not ahead of us, but our best days are right now. We've had a great 15 years, but we're not going to settle, we're not going to rest, we're pushing even more. You know, 2020 was kind of a year to pause for a lot of us in the church. We were able to pause and slow down and regroup and, and recalibrate and refocus. And that's what we did. But you know, in 2021, it's not time to rest. It's time to push. It's time to take a step towards that next level. And I believe that's what we've been doing here as a church. And today what I want to do is I want to kick off a two-week series um, that I really want to stir you and challenge you. The series is called Witnesses, and I feel like this series will be a very important series for our church. I feel like we're going to just lay some groundwork, and uh, what I want to do is I know that we're moving into summer months, and a lot of us are going to be traveling, and so what I want to do is I just kind of want to set the groundwork for where we're going this fall, because I believe I believe we've been going somewhere this year. I believe this summer we're going to have many of us traveling, a lot of different things happening. And so we're going to kind of focus, get some things put together. And I believe God has some very specific things that he's going to do this fall. Um, some very specific sermon series the Lord has laid on my heart for us as a church. I believe this is probably one of the most crucial times and important times in the history of our church. And for the next two weeks, I want to talk with you about Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And I want to lay some groundwork of where I feel like we are heading as a church. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Acts chapter 1, verse 8. You can also pull that up on version on your phone, or you can see this on the screen, and I'll go to it in just a minute. But the first part of this verse, the first part of Acts chapter 1, verse 8, is a little foreshadowing of where we're going as a church even this fall. It's a little foreshadowing of a series I'm going to start in September 
for our church on the Holy Spirit. And I just want to tell you, I know when we talk about the Holy Spirit, many people in church world today, they kind of pull back, they get a little nervous, they get a little anxious. I don't know about the Holy Spirit. We're going to teach on the Holy Spirit here at Destiny Church because we believe in Him. I believe the Holy Spirit is the most misunderstood part of the Trinity. And I believe that many churches and many Christians, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we're actually clueless as to who He is. We're clueless as to what He wants to do in our lives and through our lives and in our churches. And I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to do something special. The Holy Spirit is oftentimes portrayed as the weird one, the spooky one. And I understand that. I've been in some churches, and I just want to tell you, I've been in some places where man has done some things that made the Holy Spirit seem spooky. And they called it the Holy Spirit, but it wasn't the Holy Spirit, it was man. I've, you name something crazy that's happened in church, I've seen it. I was at a church preaching a revival back in the 90s, and this is no lie. This lady came into church and stood on the front row, and she had a kid's, like, floaty around her waist, and it had, like, it was like a duck, and it had its head, and it was standing there, and I'm like, all I could stare at the whole service was that inflatable duck around her waist. And I looked over at the pastor like, what is she doing? And he said, the Holy Spirit told her to wear that. And I was like, I don't think he did. (laughs) I've seen some weird things. I've heard stories. I've had friends that were at a church and they pulled out an electric cord and they stuck one end in their pocket and they would walk up to people and they would touch them with the electric cord and they would act like they got shocked and say, that's the Holy Spirit shocking you. No, it wasn't. It's man. But the Holy Spirit is very real. And man might have done some things that have given him a bad reputation, but the Holy Spirit is real and he is essential and he is necessary for where we are going as a church and where we're going as believers. And I just want to talk to you about him. He is a gift that has been promised to us by Jesus. Jesus said, I'm leaving, but I'm leaving my Holy Spirit with you. And he's going to comfort you and guide you and direct you and lead you and be by your side. And I just believe that it has been a strategic ploy of the enemy to get the church to exclude the Holy Spirit. And I feel like as a church, maybe we too have been guilty of saying, Holy Spirit, you can move in certain ways. Ways, but we don't want you to do too much. And so we just put him on back burners. And I just want to tell you, we've done the greatest disservice ever to the body of Christ when we put the Holy Spirit in a box. And I just want to tell you that I believe that the Holy Spirit is alive and active and wants to move in your lives today. And we're going to talk about him in September. And we'll lay a little groundwork with you today. Just kind of just begin to point us in his direction In this series, though, we're mainly going to focus on the second part of Acts chapter 1, verse 8. So what I want us to do is I want us to begin. We're going to look at the first part. I'm going to talk to you for just a moment about the Holy Spirit. Then we're going to look at that second part. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Listen to this. But you will receive, everybody say that word. You will receive what? But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. 
I want to stop right here. As I said, I'm going to do in September a series on the Holy Spirit, who he is. He's not an it. He's not something. He's a person. He's the third part of the Trinity. We're going to talk about him and what's available to us as believers because of the Holy Spirit, because gifts and power and anointing is available to us because of the Holy Spirit. What I want to do today is I just want to give you a little bit of a taste. This scripture says when the Holy Spirit comes on us, we will receive power when the Holy Spirit fills you. Now listen, I believe, and we'll talk about this more in September, but I believe every single one of us, when we are saved, we are given a measure of the Holy Spirit. I believe that with everything inside of me, but I believe there is a second part, a second level of the Holy Spirit that many of us operate without. It is an infilling. It's when the Holy Spirit fills us and gives us power as we see in the book of Acts. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, just as our word for the year, he transforms you. He changes you. For example, let's look at the disciple Peter. The night that Jesus is arrested and just a few short hours later, what do we see Peter doing? Peter is in a courtyard denying Jesus. It's before the Holy Spirit. He's in a courtyard denying that he knows who Jesus is. He's cursing Jesus. He's, in essence, mocking him. I don't know this man. Jesus goes on, is crucified. But let's fast forward now. 50 days later, we are now in Acts chapter 2. This is the day of Pentecost, and we see Peter again. This time, we don't see Peter hiding in a corner. We see Peter standing on the biggest stage the church has probably ever seen. And he's standing there and he's preaching one of the first gospel messages post-Jesus. It is the first gospel message post-Jesus. And he's talking about what the Holy Spirit did in their lives. But he's talking about the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. And he's calling people to repentance. And 3,000 men in that day, we've looked at this, in that day they didn't count women and children. So we know that 3,000 men were saved. How many women and children were saved, we don't know. But thousands of people are saved. I'll tell you, I would love to preach a message and see thousands of people saved at once. And so Peter is there. He's not hiding. He's preaching the gospel and thousands of people are saved. What happened? 50 days earlier, he's denying Jesus. Now 50 days later, he's standing up and he's preaching the gospel. What happened? Well, a little known event called the upper room happened. Well, Peter is in this upper room with 120 or so other believers, and they're waiting on the gift of the Holy Spirit that Jesus told them would come. And they're waiting on the Holy Spirit. And as they're waiting, it says the Holy Spirit fell in that room like fire. So what happened? Well, Peter encountered Jesus, but encountered the Holy Spirit. But more than encountering the Holy Spirit, Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit. 50 days early, he's a coward. 50 days later, he becomes one of the most amazing disciples who later gives up his life for Jesus. What happened? The Holy Spirit. He didn't just encounter him in a service. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. Another example we see in Scripture, Luke chapter 3. This is Jesus. I want you to see this. It says one day, this is Luke chapter 3, verse 21 and 22. It says, one day when the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself was baptized. And as he was praying, the heavens opened. And listen, it says, and the Holy Spirit 
in bodily form descended on Jesus like a dove. I know many of you might say, well, this was Jesus. He already had the Holy Spirit. And yes, I believe that. But we also have to remember that Jesus in this day and age is human. Yes, he's God in the flesh, but he's human. And I believe this is the place where Jesus is filled with the Holy Spirit. And you say, how how can you say that? Do you have proof of that? I believe I do. Right after verse 22, where we just read here where the Holy Spirit descended on him, we have the genealogy of Jesus. You can also see this story unfold in Matthew chapter 3 and in Matthew chapter 4. But right after this, we have the genealogy of Jesus. Then look at what Luke chapter 4 verse 1 says. Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit. This is the first time in Scripture that we see this. Then Jesus full of the Holy Spirit. And I want you to see quickly what happens. And this is just kind of just, like I said, I'm just trying to lay some groundwork for you. But this is what happens after Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit. We see the same thing in the life of Peter, but it just lays it out real clear here in Luke chapter four. We see three things that happen after we're filled with the Holy Spirit. Number one, we are led. What do you mean by that? Luke chapter four, verse one. Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River and he was led by the what? Spirit. He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Listen, when the Holy Spirit comes on us, he transforms us, he gives us direction and he leads us. The Holy Spirit leads us. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, listen to me, you are better able to hear his voice. Just, I just tell you that with everything in me. When you have the Holy Spirit, you're better able to hear the voice of the Lord. Then second thing we see. So number one, we see that we are led. Number two, second thing I see in Jesus' life, verse 14. Then Jesus returned to Galilee filled with the Holy Spirit's power. The second thing I see that happens when the Holy Spirit comes on us, number one, we are led. Number two, we receive power. Not just for our own benefit. It's not like we have power to go and just accomplish things for us. No, it's for the kingdom of God. We receive power from the Holy Spirit so that we can be able to fully function for the kingdom of God. Receive power. We see this in Peter's life. He was a coward. And then after he's filled the Holy Spirit, he's preaching an incredible gospel message. We see this throughout the New Testament. We see this in Jesus' life. After Jesus is filled, we see miracles, healings, transformation. Why? Because he's filled with power. Third thing we're given when the Holy Spirit comes on us is purpose. Purpose. And this is where we'll spend the rest of our time today because I want to talk with you about our purpose as a church and our mission and our call. When the Holy Spirit comes on us, we are led, we're given power, and we're given purpose. Again, I'm just trying to lay some groundwork, not only for our September series, but also for this series here as well. We see the gifts of the Holy Spirit give purpose in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. We're going to look at that in just a minute. But this is also found in in Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19, talking about Jesus. We looked at these verses a little bit in our Life of Christ series, but look at this. This is Luke chapter 4, verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And notice what happens when the Spirit of the Lord comes upon him. Jesus starts talking about his purpose. He's led, he's given power, and then he starts talking about purpose. And I just want to tell you the purpose that Jesus gives when the Spirit comes on him is our purpose as well. It's the very same one. It's our purpose 
Every day of our life, it's our purpose for this series. Let's look, let's read it. The spirit of the Lord is on me for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. This is what I want to talk with you about in this series. I want to talk with you for the next couple of weeks about our purpose and about our mission. I want to inspire you. But I don't want to just talk with you about our church's purpose. I want to talk with you about your purpose, your calling, our, your mission as Christ followers. Because I believe that God has given each and every one of us the call to bring the good news to a lost and dying world. I believe Jesus has anointed every single one of us to bring the good news, to set captives free, to see people saved, to see people healed, to see people restored, to see people made whole. I believe this is our calling, not only as a church, but this is our calling as Christ followers. And that's what Destiny Church has done. I I really believe for the last 15 years that we've been a church, we've led people to see Jesus transform their lives. But here in 2021, the year of transformation, we want to be about this mission even more. And I'm asking you today to join this mission. I'm asking you to join with me because I believe, as we've stated from the beginning as a church, we're better together. We're better together. I believe that. And so what I want to do for these next two weeks is I want to use Acts chapter 1-8 as our guide. So let's read it again. But you receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Now I want us to look at the second part of the verse and you will be my, everybody say this word. You will be my witnesses. This is talking about purpose. It's talking about mission. It's talking about calling. And you'll be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. The Living Bible says it this way, you will receive power to testify about me with great effect. The Passion Version says it this way, you will be my messengers. Whatever translation you choose to use or whatever word we put here, we see the last words of Jesus to his disciples then and to his followers today is we are to be on mission. We are to go. We see this in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. These are really the last words we see coming from Jesus before he goes back to heaven and leaves the Holy Spirit with us. But we also see this in Matthew chapter 28 verse 19. Again, some of the last words of Jesus. He says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. We also see this in Mark chapter 16, verse 15. Again, some of the last words of Jesus, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. These were the last words of Jesus to his followers then, but they're also his last words to us today. We are to be his witnesses. We are to be his messengers. We are to testify of him, and the Holy Spirit makes this easier for us. We are to be his witnesses both locally and globally. Another way we could say this as Destiny Church is we are called to be on mission always. And I want this line, this, we, we're actually making it a hashtag 
on mission always. Why? Because I want us at Destiny Church, I want this to be our rally cry. I want us to be on mission always. In this, the year of transformation, if we're going to see transformation in people's lives, we've got to be on mission always. We don't have time to step back to rest, to take it easy. We've got to be on mission always. As families, mom and dad, let me just talk to you. You've got to be on mission always for your kids more than ever before. They need a mom and a dad who's spending time with God and talking and allowing the Holy Spirit to lead and guide them. When I talk about being on mission always, I'm not just talking about always just serving somebody or giving them food or greeting somebody at the door. I'm talking as a parent, I've got to be on mission always. Why? Because my first mission in this world is not this church. My first mission in this world is not you. My first mission is my family, my wife, and my kids, and is my responsibility to be on mission for them. And mom and dad, it is your responsibility responsibility to be on mission for your kids. We've got to be on mission always as individuals. I don't have time to step back and to rest and to relax as an individual. I've got to be on mission as our students. Students, you've got to be on mission always. More than ever before, student ministry, we've got to be on mission always. Kids ministry, we've got to be on mission always. As adults, as a church, whatever, we've got to be on mission always. And what I want to do for the next two weeks is I want to talk with you about this rally cry for us as a church, as Christ followers, to be on mission always, to be witnesses, both locally and globally. Now, I know this is a long opener to this series, but I just wanted to begin to lay the groundwork where I feel like we're going to go. And so before I just kind of just kind of wrap things up today, I want to pray over you. Jesus, I just ask in these next few moments if you would do something really special in this room. I believe in these next few moments you want to speak to us. You want to do some things very clearly today in this room, and I, want to, I believe you want to inspire us. So I'm just asking you to move and direct and give us wisdom and give us all just a heart to respond. In your name we pray. Amen. As we look back at Acts chapter 1-8, I just want to just kind of just give you a little paraphrase. I just want to insert one word here. It says, after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you'll receive power to be my witnesses. I believe he's saying locally, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. Let me give you some clarity on these three places. When you read these in the Bible, number one, Jerusalem was in the Judea territory. So when Jesus is saying Jer Jerusalem and Judea, it would be in essence like you'd be saying, hey, Republic is in Greene County, Missouri. This is your mission field. Samaria would have been a day to a day and a half walk from Jerusalem. So he's talking, he's, he's speaking to them about kind of their local reach. And then he says, and to the ends of the earth, and that's missions. And we'll talk about that next week. But for this series, I feel like the Lord is challenging us. We have to be witnesses. We have to be on mission always to our local area, and to the, our global area. And what I want to do today is I feel like we've had some just kind of intense services lately. And the Lord's been doing some great things. But one of the things I'm not real good at doing is celebrating wins. I, I'm, you can ask my staff. I'm, 
always driven and we win something and I'm thinking of what's the next game? What's the next mountain? And I don't stop and celebrate. And so I want to do today is I actually want to celebrate all that we've accomplished, but not in the last 15 years, because that would take forever for us just to talk about the things we've done in the last 15 years. I want to talk just about the last year. And I want to do this for a few minutes, and then I want to challenge you. But I want to, I really would like to brag about you guys, what we've done. And then as I said, then I want to challenge you, because now is not the time to rest, not time not to sit back. If there was ever a time that this world needed witnesses, it's now. So we're getting ready actually to see some pictures here. And uh, I'm going to take a seat. Good thing I didn't have water there. We did that a couple weeks ago. I just want to talk to you guys for just a few minutes. And they're going to actually start showing us some pictures. You can go ahead and show those pictures, Matt. These are in no particular order. These are just some pictures of things that have happened the last year here at Destiny Church. You know, 2020 was a crazy year, right? Anybody slept through 2020 and didn't realize it was a crazy year? 2021, the last 10 months or so, have been amazing. The end of 2020 through the beginning here of 2021 has been a crazy year. We've seen so much happen here at Destiny Church. We've seen more people healed in the last eight weeks than we have the 15 years combined. That's amazing. That's amazing. We've seen people healed of emotional issues. We've seen people healed of depression. We've seen people healed of knee issues. We've been seen people healed of back issues. We've seen people healed of COVID, people that had no taste and smell, got taste and smell back. We, this last week, I didn't even know it. I found out this week, this last week, somebody, you might even be in the room. I don't know who you are. I just got a message that said, hey, we were on our last round of, um, I don't even know what the word is, um, Where's Brooke and Steve? Uh, they're trying to get pregnant and they're on the last round of treatments, whatever that is. What is it? IBF. I don't know what it is. I've never had to try that myself. But anyway, we're on the last round of that. And they said we had, they said we, it looked like there was no hope. And they said we came forward and got prayed for and, and said, we're now pregnant. And it's just like, this happened last week, you know? And so, I mean, just on Mother's Day, they got pregnant and found out on Mother's Day, just just incredible. I mean, God's been doing some great things. So many people saved, and uh, you're going to see some fun pictures and things like that, but so many people saved and uh, being baptized. But you know, one of the things I just want to challenge you with is within all the people being saved in the last year here at Destiny Church, you know, one of the areas we're really weak at as a church and where I think many churches are in America are discipleship. We've not done a good job of discipleship. I don't know a whole lot of churches are, but I can't. I, I, I can only be responsible for us. And so if you're here today and you have a heart for discipleship, we need your help. We want to do better at this. You know, uh, man, we've just seen so much. You know, we've hired some incredible staff in the past year, brought Pastor Steve and Brooke back on. We're excited about that. Pastor Elliot and Jen are doing an incredible job with worship. But you know, one of the things I'm most excited about, and you don't see this guy, um, you see one of them, you see Shane here running camera. But, you know, last year in March, we had no live stream ministry, and overnight we launched it. We launched a live stream ministry, and Mike Foster, let's give it up for our live stream team. Can we do that there, up there in the room? And Shane, 
And many guys you see running cameras. We had like one camera that we'd push play on and sometimes upload it. Now I think we have six or seven cameras in the room and people manning those and live stream sound that our, our guys back here in the booth do an incredible job every week. But can I just tell you, uh, this is an area where we need some help. Our live stream, our production team, you know, Mike Foster sits in that booth every week, unseen by you all. But when you're home, you know that he's up there because he's making, if he didn't do what he did, it wouldn't happen. All right. And so, and guess what? He's going to be gone a lot this summer and he's one of the only guys that knows what he's doing. So we need your help. It's time, it's time for some people to step up. And this is not only do I want to celebrate, but man, it's time for some of us to get off the sidelines and get in the game. Okay. All right. Is that, can I say that? Since COVID, one of the things that our church is, one thing that's been hit this year is our volunteers. Many people decided after COVID, I just want to sit back and not do anything. Man, we got to press, we got to push in more. Now's not the time to sit back and rest. Now's the, now's the time to serve. All right. Anyway, uh, during, you know, in the past year, we've done, we had an incredible kids bash. We had an incredible youth conference. Um, Steve and Brooke come back and they're doing getting ready to take over our youth ministry. They've started taking that over. Ryan Cody, who they're out of town today at a wedding, but they're leaving us um, in a couple of months going to Liberty University to finish their degrees. They've done an amazing job just filling in for the past year in student ministry. They took it from right at the end of COVID, about 25, 30 kids to 50, 60 kids, and just and just doing an amazing job part-time. And uh, but Stephen Brooke, I believe that this is a generation that's going to see revival. I believe God's anointed you and appointed you guys, and you're going to do great things. But I know you guys, you need people on your side. And uh, I just believe that if you guys want to serve and be a part of youth ministry, now's the time more than ever. Man, Pastor Des and our kids team, they did an amazing job during COVID. You guys got stay-at-home classes for your kids that you're able to watch every week. You know, we were just trying to figure out the live stream production for Sunday mornings. Des and them figured that out on their own, and they did an amazing job. And our teenagers that work back there every week, let's give it up for our kids team. They've done just an amazing job. Stay-at-home lessons. I think they egged, I don't know how many houses last year. When they told me at first they want to egg houses, I was reminded of high school. And I was like, no, I got in trouble by the police one time for doing that. You know, so we can't egg houses. And they're like, no, we just want to take eggs and leave them at people's houses. Oh, okay, we can do that. But if you're throwing them at them, we can't do that. You know, unless it's, you know, like Brian Penny's and I can throw those. But anyway, but man, our kids team's done an amazing job. You know, moms and dads, let's talk about our kids and youth just a minute. If there's ever a time to step up in a department and serve and be on mission, this is it right now. Our teenagers and our kids, they need you. They need you serving more than ever before. Right now, we need your help. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to encourage you to do that in just a moment. Worship, can we just give it up for our worship team the last few weeks? They've just done an amazing job. Our worship team, um, Pastor Isai and Kaylee, they did an amazing job filling in for us. Over that transitional period, and Pastor Jen and uh, Pastor Elliot and Jen have just come in and just taken us to a new level with worship. I'm excited about them and the anointing they carry. And listen, Pastor Elliot, one of the things he's getting ready to do is he is getting back in. He's going to start working with our youth team as well and raising up worshipers, but he wants to start working with our kids' teams as well. And I know in this room, and see, the cool thing about Facebook is you moms and dads, you put your kids on piano you put them out there playing recitals. Well, guess what? I'm coming after your kids. 
If I see that they play piano, I'm sending Elliot after him. If they play drums, we're coming after him. Why? Because I believe this world needs kids that are playing the gospel music and play, playing worship music. And so if your kids have a heart for music, get them with Pastor Elliot. If you're teenagers, if you have a heart to sing, you have a heart to run sound or lights or be a part of the production team, man, there's incredible opportunities for you all to serve right there as well. We want you. Our greeters, our ushers, our cafe, our kids check in. They've done an amazing job. Can we just give it up for all of our volunteers this past year? They've done an amazing job. And uh, we want everybody that walks through the doors of this church to feel like a million bucks. All right? We want you to feel five-star. And so that's one of the things we want to do. So I, I want to just kind of just... Just, we've just kind of talked about some things that have been happening in the church, but let's just now, let's talk about what we've done in our community. Wheel fed Jimmy and Linda Gallion. Let's give it up for Jimmy and Linda Gallion. Jimmy will be mad at me. But they came to me years ago. You know, we talked. They had a heart to do a food pantry. I dreamed of like, hey, let's do a food event every once in a while. And they're like, well, why don't we do this weekly? And I think we started out serving 25 families a month. I think we're probably 60, 70 families we serve a month maybe more than that now, 25 people or so a week come and get food and every week. And then this year we've launched our wheel fed food ministry that's partnered with Ozarks Food Harvest. Every third Tuesday, we're feeding a couple hundred families, um, just giving them food. And just, you guys are doing an amazing job with that. Um, this past year, we partnered with um, Convoy of Hope and did a big event here during stay-at-home orders to give people food and uh, did a couple of events with them. We gave money to them. Uh, I remember uh, Michael Redmond telling me that Convoy of Hope had a desire to feed a million people during the pandemic. They did. But not only did they feed a million, because of or, uh, churches like ours across the globe, they fed 200 million people during the pandemic. 200 million. Blows me away. You guys probably saw this truck that said, that said Destiny Church and, and um, unfiltered. It said wheel fed. Well, during the pandemic and uh, at the end of that, we started having this dream and vision to serve homeless people and do a ministry for them. And this ministry has expanded. Well, we started our wheel fed box truck. And one of the men in our church went and bought a box truck for the church. And we're now feeding homeless people monthly, but that ministry is expanding. And we're now partnering with Unfiltered, which is Javier and Michelle Romero. And we're partnering with their ministry. And we gave um, angel tree gifts to kids from that ministry. We gave shoes to people from that ministry. Incredible that you, the things that we are doing as a church. We've served so many people this past year. Our Easter event, we served couple thousand people here on our property for Easter. Servolution started back up. We're not going to stop that. We're going to continue to make that bigger and better every year. We just had the best Embrace Conference ever as a church. Just amazing things. Again, I'm going to hit it again. We launched our live stream ministry. You say, well, Pastor Chad, you already talked about that. But when we first launched it, I just kind of was thinking, hey, we need to have a place that people that aren't at church can, can watch when they're not here. But man, this ministry now I want to say hi to people from Alabama and Brazil, all over the world. People are watching this every single Sunday. They watch our services. Not only is live stream for you when you're not here now, now it's for the world. We had a, we had a lady during, during a couple weeks back that watches from Alabama. She took two weeks vacation to come here to church and go to our women's conference, and she lives in Alabama. I'd say that's dedication to a church. 
We have people from all over the world watching us now. This is a major outreach. We want to take it to a whole nother level. School, we do so much for our school. We gave back to school welcome gifts to all of our teachers. Teacher appreciation this past week, we, we made them, we gave them healthy food. We gave them all donuts. You know, um, we've done, we do things for all of our schools. We, we work with uh, Republic Tiger Sports. We've sponsored basketball, football, baseball, soccer, um, so many things. We give them meals. We do so much through our schools. We did Angel Tree as a church. And that's just some of the things. I'm not even talking about the things that you guys do individually, the things you guys give to. I just want to tell you, Destiny Church, this is our best time ever through our wheel-fed ministry. I don't know how many people we fed at Thanksgiving and Christmas with full meals. You guys make that possible. Your giving every single week makes it possible for us to do this. Some of our newest things we're partnering with. We're now partnering a little bit with Great Circle and helping with sex trafficking. We're helping with that. We, par- we partnered this year with Republic Pregnancy Center for their 5K. Some of these things I didn't even know we did. I didn't even know some of the things we do as a church. I'm like, we did that, you know? Why? Because we have a team of people that just want to serve others. We just want to make a difference. We just want to be witnesses to a world that needs to know about Jesus. It's not about us four and no more. It's about a world that's dying and that doesn't know Jesus. And this is our opportunity. This is our spot. This is our job. This is our time. It's time for us to step up and lead. It's time for us to do more than ever before. You say, Pastor Chad, you're not even talking about missions. I'll tell you all that we've done next week in missions And I've got a message that I believe is going to stir your heart for that. But we did so much in 2020 and 2021 so far in missions, more than we've done in the last several years. But we're just getting started. What do you think you could do? Where do you think you can be a witness? Who can you be a witness to? Where can you be on mission? Where can you step up? And many of you, man, listen to me. I want you to hear me. I love you, and I'm not, I'm not pointing fears or condemning. But, man, I look around this room, and I see people like our ushers. Many of them, I, I'm not want to point out like Lee Walter. But, man, you, like, week after week after week after week, he's faithfully here, service after service after service. And your team used to be one of the strongest teams in our church. But since COVID, you know, one of the reasons, this is just your pastor. You know, one of the reasons we don't take up offering in the service right now and what you have to have at the door is because so many ushers have said, I can't serve. And they quit serving, and we don't have enough. Joe Ferrier sits at that sound booth week after week after week after week after week after week and never misses. John Davis, Matt Beeman, Mike Foster, I'm, I'm just, we have so many people back there and kids that are working. Listen, Destiny Church, now is our time. It's not time to sit back and say, I need to be fed. Now is the time. Yeah, let's come in. Let's be fed one service, but let's go serve another service. Let's go serve our community. Let's do something. Let's go to the next level as a church. Let's not sit back. Let's not be spectators. Let's get in the game and let's engage this game. Destiny Church, God is calling us to the next level and I need you. We need you. You know that old picture, Uncle Sam pointing? Well, count me as Uncle Sam. I'm pointing and I'm saying, I need you. We need you. It's time to get in the game. It's time to get off the seats. It's time to get off the sidelines. Somebody needs what you have have to offer. And I'm just challenging you today. Who's ready to step up and who's ready to serve and who's ready to be on mission in your seats in front of you. This is our altar call today. And I've got cameras all over this room. And so I'm watching who signs them and who doesn't. (laughs) But I want you today, I want you, I want you 
We're going to take a minute. Jason's going to play. And I want you just to take a minute. I want you to pray. And I want you to ask an honest conversation. And listen, some of you are serving multiple areas. And man, you're killing it. I'm not asking you to fill out that sheet. (laughs) You're already going above and beyond. Typically in our church, we've never been the church that 20% of the people are doing 80% of the work. Right now, that's true. But I'm talking to pastor friends across the nation, and they're saying, man, it's true everywhere. Listen, I never wanted to be like other churches. So let's not be like them. Let's don't be normal. Let's be abnormal. Let's be a spirit-led church that's witnesses for the kingdom of God. And so I want I want you right where you are, I want you being able to write down where you want to serve in this church. I want you to circle it. Circle one area, circle two. And then as you leave, you're going to drop those off. The ushers are going to be at the back door and you can drop those in those buckets. But this is an opportunity for us to step up and make a difference in somebody's life. And and I believe that this is the greatest time in the history of our church. Destiny Church 2021 is going to be an amazing year. It already has been. But these next seven months, I believe God's going to do something supernatural. I believe we're going to get to the end of 2021 and we're not even going to recognize what's what's happening in this church. When the calendar closes and 2022 gets here, we're going to look back and say, what a ride. And it's just getting started. But listen, we need you. We need you. Let's pray. Jesus, I pray right now that all across this room that we consider, what are you saying to us? What are you doing? Where do you need me? Where can I serve? Where can I make a difference? How can I make an impact in somebody's life? I don't. I can't play an instrument. I can't sing. But man, I can shake somebody's hand. Man, I can serve somebody food. I can give somebody coffee. I can check a kid in. I can run a camera. God, there's multiple places for whatever gift and talent we have in this place. And God, I'm just praying as a pastor and as a team, this is our time to step up and push in. Now's not the time to rest. We love you, Jesus. We thank you for what you're doing here at Destiny Church. Best days are ahead of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can check out the link in the description to give or visit destinychurch.me.